is this the night for the Rockies? With a win Friday over the Dodgers and a Brewers loss, they can clinch the second wildcard spot in the National League. And they didn't wait to get going. In the first inning, it's Nolan Arenado at the plate facing Hyunjin Ryu. Nolan drops it to center field to deep. Granderson to the track, to the wall. Gone! 1-0 Colorado! has a nice ring to it. So many RBIs Nolan has now. 3-2 pitch is hit pretty well to right center field. And this one is out of here. Touch of all time for Mark Reynolds. A two-run bomb. 3-0 Rockies. That one got the back wall of the bullpen. He didn't miss that one, Mark Reynolds. Charlie clubs it high and deep right field. What did you ask for? Two-run bomb, Charlie Blackman, his 37th. 5 nothing Colorado. Get that and baseball. new record for RBIs by a leadoff man. This ball to right center field and deep. It's got a chance to fly. It does. Two-run. Stewart fires in its low ball four. Good at bat, Trevor. Rather than expanding, trying to get the cycle, he did what he was supposed to do, and he keeps the inning alive. Mark Reynolds will get another at bat. The Rockies hit four home runs, and they beat the Dodgers 9-1, to one, but they have not clinched yet after the Brewers beat the Cardinals on Friday. But the Rockies' magic number is down to one. Chad Bettis wins, he's two and four. He allowed a run over seven innings, retiring the final 14 batters he faced. Nolan Arenado collected his third straight 130 RBI season. He's the first player to do that since Ryan Howard achieved it from 06 through 09. Jonathan Lucroy has experienced the playoffs before and a playoff push. He talks about the Rockies' latest win. Yeah, we mixed, you know, we mixed all day. I mean, obviously that's a good lineup over there, so. You know, we're not going to get in there and uh, just brew fastballs all day. We got to mix. You know, Betty was uh, throwing great, man. He was mixing and um, elevating up and in, down away, hard soft up and in, hard soft down away, cutting guys in, back footing them, change ups down away, back door, back door cutting them. I mean, there was all kinds of stuff going on. We were, it was a good time back there. You know, I know you joined the team after the trade deadline and all. You know his story. Was he almost destined to, to pitch in a game like this? <laughs> I mean, you know, he. It's beautiful, isn't it? Beautiful. I mean, one game away from clinching this thing, getting out of here. But it was a beautiful game for him. I mean, obviously, every time that guy takes him out, you pull for him and you want him to do well, uh, just because of the battle he's already been through. But great job tonight. He showed up, got the job done, and got us that much, got us that much closer. You know, I know there's more work to be done, but big crowd. I mean, you, you guys enjoy this. Huh? Great crowd, man. It's a lot of fun. I'm, I'm, I'm living the dream right now. It's awesome. The Rockies pushed their magic number down to one with a 9-1 victory over the Dodgers at Coors Field Friday. After the game, here's Rockies manager Bud Black. Uh, that was that was great for, for all of us. I think everybody, you know, I think everybody who's uh, organizationally and even, you know, fans of the Rockies, you know, to, who, who have followed uh, Chad's uh, year and to, to see this in, in probably one of the biggest, biggest games he's ever pitched, uh, to respond like this, uh, it's really special stuff. Nice finish for him, bud, too, where he finished so strong. 
it probably answered any questions about anybody. If anybody had questions about durability and stamina, that probably took care of it. Yeah, he threw. He threw. Uh, I thought his best baseball had the last three innings for sure. Uh, I thought he was really hitting the mitt, hitting the catcher's glove, uh, which is you know what we talk about, especially for a guy like Chad. You know, he's a guy that you know I think has to really stick that fastball. Uh, he has to change speeds. He has to move the ball in and out, up and down. And he did that, and I thought he did it probably uh, his best the last you know 30, 40 pitches he threw. So uh, great outing, no doubt about it. Players, Set the tone for the game. Players said the moment wouldn't be too big to have that kind of first inning. Did that speak to that? How relaxed they've been, but you know, you guys saw it. I think the guys are uh, you know they're loose but yet intense and focused. Uh, it's a great combination. Uh, you know, again, I thought our odd bats <clears throat> all night were, were outstanding. Uh, there was maybe a couple in there that you know guys would want back, but uh, overall, man, these guys uh, they played well tonight. You know, both on the mound, uh, in the field, uh, and at the plate. You, we've talked during the season about you don't always have everybody on at the same time. This is about as close as it's gotten for. Well, the last few games, I think Thomas, it has been. Uh, you know, we talk about that where you know the at bats follow each other and you know we're getting some hard contact and tonight you know we hit the ball at the ballpark you know we, we got some pitches up in the strike zone some fastballs up that we squared up you know I think all the homers were on fastballs that were up out over the plate and we didn't miss them so uh, you know that's what uh, resulted in nine runs you know were you know uh, you know well you know well you know well-timed swings on fastballs and uh, <coughs> You know, we've been talking about this all year, and obviously now where it's magnified, it's you know it's really good to see. As far as uh, seeing Charlie do what he's done, setting the record for leadoff RBIs, I believe you were in Anaheim in 2000 when Erste did it. Yeah, I was. Yeah, yeah, and er Erste's one of my favorites. I'll <clears throat> I'll go on record as saying you know he's one of my favorite guys that I've uh, even though I was the pitching coach, he was on the you know on the team, but uh, one of my favorite guys that I've been associated with as a, a member of a team, uh, he's a good one. And for Charlie to surpass Darren, it's uh, quite an achievement. Uh, you know, Darren had a great year in, in 2000, uh, 247 hits, I think, and 100 RBIs. He was phenomenal. And, uh, you know, and Charlie's, you know, replicating that type of season. So two outstanding players, uh, two outstanding uh, guys who do it the right way. Uh, you can make some comparisons, really, about how how these two players go about it. You know their intensity, uh, their preparation. Uh, you know what they do prior to a game to get ready for a game. Uh, something that we talk about as a group about uh, you know preparing to play. Uh, you know Erstad in his career and what I've seen from Charlie almost mirror each other and how they go about it. It's awesome. It's great to see. I mean, it's you know from my perspective, a coach's perspective. Uh, to see that, you know, these are two players uh, that you never have to worry about as far as going about it the right way. But another great night for Trevor Story. He's been really good for you lately. Is this right. You know, again, this is, yeah, probably, I'd say, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, as far as the at-bats, uh, you know, really good swings, hitting all pitches, hitting fastballs, hitting off-speed pitches, uh, you know, taking, uh, you know, uh, breaking balls down below the zone, uh, you know, there were times during the course of the year where we saw the expansion of the strike zone in his, <clears throat> you know, his haste to get hits, you know, wanting to produce. 
Uh, but now he's he's much more calm at the plate. I think the the harder movements at the plate have gone away. Uh, he's taken good swings. I think he's seeing the ball better, and he's a very talented young player. And uh, I think we're seeing the talent show up here. So it's again, that's you know really good to see. He deserves to be nominated for a gold glove. Is his defense that good? Yeah, his defense has been really good this year. I think that, you know, he gets overlooked a little bit on that, you know, because everybody talks about his offense and his home runs. But, uh, you know, he's a he's a really good defender, and he should be in the conversation. There's some there's some good ones now. I mean, obviously there's some, you know, very good defensive shortstops in the major leagues. But, you know, Trevor, I'm sure, is in the conversation this year in other clubhouses. I know uh, other managers and coaches uh, ask me about Trevor. And I, you know, I tell them what I think. Uh, but the thought that they're asking me tells me something about what they're thinking, you know, in other clubhouses. To be this close, what does that feel like? And especially with the Brewers playing before you and could have outcomes. Is it an odd feeling, cool feeling? What is it like? Well, I mean, it's, it, uh, you know, I don't know whether it's a feeling, Troy. It's just, you know, what it is. I mean, you know, our guys, uh, everybody's aware of what's going on. Uh, not only, uh, you know, you out here. Uh, but our players, so I don't know if there's a feeling you can put you can put behind it, but uh, we know what we have to do, and it's and it's good to be in this spot, right? I mean, it, <clears throat> this is why uh, I've seen this room uh, maybe at least triple in size tonight <laughs> because of where we are, and that's a good thing. When you mentioned it this time, you don't have to say much to the guys. Right. How much of managing this club is just having that faith? Well, you know, we, you know, we've talked, you know, since February 15th, you know, every day. And there's, and there's times during the course of the year where, you know, the message is a little bit different and, and maybe the tone of a, a message is different. Uh, but this time of year, especially these days, and like I said it today, players know what's in front of them. You know, there isn't a lot to be said because these guys are, are players at the highest level. And they wouldn't have got to this level if they weren't, you know, special athletes. And they know what's ahead of them. So, you know, the, the conversations that we have are more strategic. Uh, they're more uh, focused on, uh, you know, the battle between, you know, pitcher and hitter. Uh, uh, there's more, you know, defensive, you know, strategies that we're talking about. There isn't. Uh, you know, a lot of philosophical things. So, uh, you know, it just comes down to, you know, our players playing against, you know, tomorrow the Dodgers and hopefully uh, playing a good game. And uh, I'm going to say it again. Uh, Herman Marquez is an important guy tomorrow for us. He's our starting pitcher. Uh, he will set the tone. And, you know, we have to get after Kershaw and, you know, whatever – a number of pitches that he throws, we got we have to try to attack him and whoever they bring in after him. Saturday's pitching matchup is Edermon Marquez throwing for Colorado against Clayton Kershaw making his final regular season start for the Dodgers.